Do you want to connect with the gifts of your soul and embark on a spiritual path that has meaning for you? Become your own mystical muse with the help of Elena Chapman in this illuminating podcast. Listen in on thought-provoking conversations that will help you discover meaning and fulfillment in this chaotic and harsh world by blending modern scientific understanding with the teachings of ancient sages and spiritual masters. Conversations that will help you find your special gifts and gain insight into the spiritual world's countless advantages are coming your way. And they promise to be enjoyable, open, and free of judgment. Let's start this enlightening journey with your host, Elena. My guest today is Irene Weinberg. She is the author of the five-star rated, They Serve Bagels in Heaven. I love that. It's a loving and wise transcendental love story that begins with the amazing messages Irene received before, during, and just after the tragic car accident where her husband Saul died next to her. Irene later sequeled into her inspiring and popular podcast called Grief and Rebirth, Finding the Joy in Life, which is currently in 17 countries and growing. Yay, Irene! The podcast highlights interviews with grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and people who have uplifting life stories to share. Both the book and the podcast persuade people to see how each life matters and encourages healing that contributes to the fully engaged life with love and kindness at its core. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mystical Muse. And this is where we explore everyone's beautiful spiritual journey. And why do we do that? Because it helps us on our own. Not that we compare. We never compare. But it is really fun to see what has awakened people into their spiritual community and how they are growing and some of the, some of the challenges they may have. And it is that we will have a lot of similarities but our spiritual journey is our own. But it is fun to hear how others are awakening. And it is fun to hear what they're capable of doing now and what has brought them in their life. So that's what Mystical Muse is all about. And also, I do want to say, guys, check out ElenaChapman.com, please, because it is changing. We have a Mystical Muse store that we have wonderful products, including crystals, meditations, books, and things like that. We are just getting this up and going. I would love to hear your opinion about it, and what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Plus, hey, if you find something that helps you, then there it is, right? And of course, we have the classes and all the other things that we're doing, plus the newest times that I will be in different areas speaking or holding workshops. So I don't want to miss ElenaChapman.com. But most of all, I would like you to join me on this journey today because we have got a very, very special guest today. And I would like you to know that she is incredible. And she has been on a healing journey that... A lot of us would just, uh, you know, we wouldn't, we really wouldn't want to go on. And yet she's had near death. She has, she has so much insight because on her spiritual journey and in her despair or in things that would really just take us down, there were gifts. And we're going to talk about those. And how do we, how do we accept those in our own time when we're not feeling our best. I really want to welcome to the show Irene Weinberg. And I hope, Irene, did I pronounce your name correctly? I really do hope I did. You certainly did, Alina. Oh, it's, nice, awesome. it's nice to uh, be here. It is so nice to have you. So I, you know, I'm going to start right off the bat. I mean, did you, did you uh, start your spiritual journey? I mean, I know that we all grow up with what we were schooled with and everything, but when did you start to uh, 
go even past that? And was it because of the trauma you've been through or was it even before that? Well, I'll say, honestly, I started out life as a skeptic. I didn't believe in any of this. I was, <laughs> I was brought up in a, in a traditional Jewish home and uh, I had my large share of dysfunction and trauma and things that, pe- that I went through. And I really didn't have any idea about any of this. Um, and then one day, and I've been married twice, and after Me my too. first divorce, um, <laughs> I found the love of my life and I discovered, found each other. Uh-huh. And um, we were married about 18 years. We raised each other's children. He got total custody of his two children. So that tells you something. And yes. we were raising my young son. And um, one day I was washing dishes in my kitchen sink. And I suddenly got a very strong thought that was not my thought. And it was so strange to me. And the thought said, it was a message. And it said, Saul has to go. Many lessons will be learned from his death. And I kind of paused at my kitchen. Wow, that just like gave me goosebumps. It was like amazing. And I was like, my husband was watching a jet game on TV. Anyone listening knows I'm from New Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah. And my husband was watching a jet game on TV. And um, I brought a glass of water to him, kissed the top of his head and pushed this thought out of my head because you don't like it. You don't like it. And it's crazy. (laughs) And how did I come up with this? Yeah. But, you know, you never forget something like that. Mm -mm. And two months later, we were on the New York State Thruway. We had a ski house in the Catskills and we were going 72 miles an hour. We'd been driving about an hour and a half. And I felt the car go into a huge swerve. And I looked over, and my husband was sound asleep at the wheel. <gasps> I called out to him. I mean, and we were speeding down the throughway. And I called. I said, Saul. He woke up. He saw what was happening. He went to pull the car out of the swerve. And as he did, we started to flip into the air for the first of four flips. I was conscious oh, of no. everything. And I, I pulled myself together in my seat. It was like I was in a gigantic roller coaster. And as we took off for the first flip, I got a second message that came into my head that said, he's not going to make it. You are. Huh. So we, we flipped once. I get that message. Then we hit hard. I had four surgeries on my right side. We hit hard again on the right. And as we lifted up into the second flip, I left my body. It was the weirdest thing. It was like yeah. if you would look at a clock and it would say on 10 of, during that time, I just... I felt myself. I wasn't in my body. I've been told that I accompanied my husband to the opening to the portal. And then at about 10 after, I kind of rejoined the rotation of the car as it continued to flip. It flipped the third time. Then it flipped the fourth time. We ended up upside down in a ravine on the side of the thruway. Oh, my God. And, And I mean, I didn't. I had gotten those messages. So I knew something was up, but, you know, there was a lot to process. I mean, well, yeah, I was upside down, I, you know, and, and I said to myself, my gosh, I've been told Saul was going to go. And I looked over at him and I said, Saulie, are you OK? And indeed, I was next to the shell of my husband. And exactly what had been told to me was true. He was gone. Now I'm processing this and I'm watching as we held up traffic on the throughway for two and a half hours that night and I watched as an, a helicopter landed to take me to a, a, a an emergency trauma center and right. the helicopter landed and three AMTs jumped out of the helicopter and started rocking my car to get it upright on the road and as it bounced up on the road one of them stuck his hands through my shattered window there were still pieces of my car on the road six months later stuck his hands through turned me around and started pulling me through the window of my car Oh my and God. As this happened, an unemotional male voice, it was a directive, spoke to me and it said to me, be loving and kind to everyone as they laid me on the side of the road. Well, I don't know about you, but this would tend to change your cells as they're multiplying. I mean, my husband is dead That's next what... to me. I've just yeah. been told to be loving and kind to everyone. And I feel I've been given a directive to heaven. And I get in that moment, talk about. A tr- an immediate transformation that right. we go on, that my husband must be here with me, that there's a lot going on. And I, instead of screaming for myself, <clears throat> I started being loving and kind to everyone. I said Good. to the EMTs, 
what's your name? Thank you for coming out. It's the weekend before Christmas. This is, you know, what's going on with me, blah, blah, blah. And they loaded me in a heli into a, the helicopter. And I continued to be loving and kind to everyone instead of screaming for myself. And then they took me to, I was on a gurney. They took me, um, they put me on, um, you know, to, they started to proceed to prepare me for surgery. I had... Yeah. Without going into the gory details, um, I needed two blood transfusions. I had a torn artery in a foot and on and on and on. And the doctor, when he came over to me, he said to me, um, I have to do a lot of work on your foot. Uh, and, uh, you know, and we're going to be putting a lot of shots in your foot. And I also need to tell you that your husband is gone. And I said, Doc, I know. And I am the luckiest person in the world that I was married to this wonderful man. I actually felt like he must, I wanted him to hear it. And I thanked him. I asked the names of the nurses around me and all. So much so that I got a call from the assistant to that doctor three months later. And she said, Irene, I just had to call you to tell you you changed lives in the emergency room that night. No one ever saw anyone. With, and we've seen all the tragedies you can imagine off that throughway. No one ever reacted the way you did to everyone said screaming for yourself or whatever. And I said, Trish, I had a spiritual awakening that is changing my life. But now I come home and I'm grieving hell. I know something is up. I'm getting visits from all these people and, um, and all of that. And it's just a Jewish tradition. We sit Shiva, we do all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, but I'm in a wheelchair and I have all kinds of stitches and I have cast on my leg and all of that. And I'm going through the hell of, you know, uh, my husband didn't Feeling. expect to die. Yeah. And there were all these unfinished business stuff. and all these problems. And about six weeks after the accident, I got a call from my dry cleaner because I talked to everybody. You can tell. Very yeah. Yeah. And um, he said, Irene, I feel like I really want to tell you that I don't tell a lot of people this story, but eight years ago, my son died of a drug overdose and my wife and I were inconsolable. He said, and we went to see all these psychologists and psychiatrists and all these people and no one could help us. And then we discovered that the soul goes on to the other side and we've been in touch with yeah. these mediums and all of that. And we're going to see someone who's going to be very famous one day in two weeks. And if you come with us, your husband may come through. I didn't have a clue about what he was talking about, but something was up. I had had those messages. So two weeks later, I was just out of my wheelchair and I drove to his home, which was five, I'm saying this on purpose, which mm -hmm. was five towns away from where I lived. I got out of my, my I got out of actually Saul's car because mine was totaled. And I went into my dry cleaner's car and then we drove another six towns to where the medium who was new starting out, there were only 35 people in the room and half of them were readers and half of them were taking notes before there were re voice yeah. recorders was John Edward, who's renowned today. And he, John Edward looked at me and he said, I don't even want to know your name. Go upstairs. People are waiting to hear from their loved ones. Go ahead up. And I waited about a half an hour. It's like Saul was waiting for me to get the hang of this, listening yeah. to the most amazing yeah. messages. And suddenly... John Edwards said, I've got someone here talking about Dr. Pepper. Does anyone relate to a Dr. Pepper? And I elbowed my dry cleaner, Joel, and I said, Joel, <laughs> oh, my God, start writing. Because 15 years before he met me, Saul used to laugh about the fact that his brother, who was an advertising executive on Madison Avenue, had put Saul's name in a Dr. Pepper commercial. So instead of Joe Smith or John Doe, it was Dr. Pepper is coming east from California. Let's talk to the man in the street, Saul Weinberg, about what he has to say about Dr. Pepper. You know, I mean, Saul used to laugh. So right. Okay. It was so funny. So now I knew it was Saul, but he came through for 40 minutes. Wow. Details, unbelievable details. He's telling me you're wearing his skier charm under your blouse. He's telling me he died in a different state than where you live. He's telling me, I'm hearing that he used to wear a lot of hats. He was going bald. He'd wear baseball caps. Mm -hmm. He's telling me, um, I mean, who's, who's Bruce? That was my stepson. Who's Matt? That's my son. I mean, it, the, the messages were unbelievable. And then I'm going to show you this. And the thing that really knocked me out was the 
John Edwards said, he's telling me you're driving his favorite car with Saul Z on the license. <laughs> there was no way that John Edwards, right. that car was parked six towns away, could possibly know that. that. Yeah. On and on and on for 40 minutes. And now I don't have too many people I can tell this to because they would all think I'm cuckoo also for Cocoa Puffs. You know, woo Yeah. There, I, I told one or two people. And I started opening up to the spiritual world, told no one that I was doing this. And I started getting amazing other messages. Uh, so it's definitely on the other side. He described his toes to me through someone, the outfit he wore the night he died, uh, our first kiss. Anyway, he could tell me, honey, it's me. And I started being told that we have been soulmates for a very long, you know, for through many lifetimes. And we now... We made a plan before we manifested in this lifetime mm-hmm. that if certain things didn't work out for me, I was going to leave early and you and I were going to work across the veil to help people. I'm like, what? What is this? And he said, you're supposed to write a book. What? I was a buyer for Macy's. I was a violinist. I had honors. I took honors English, but what kind of book, you know? But it was him. If your husband describes his toes to you through somebody, and, the, and it's, it was him, and he wanted me to write this book. So when people read my book, they will find how I found my way to this person who was able to channel Saul unbelievably. Right. Like he was sitting right there dictating to her. And she would sit at her laptop, and ask, I would ask questions, and she would write down what was coming to her. And... Um, he channeled many of our past lives, like one of them, we were Italian, another, I was a boy, and he was my teacher. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a Holocaust lifetime and all this. But how I knew it was real, because I always had a healthy dose of skepticism, how I knew it was he real was that this person channeling my husband was Methodist. She had never heard a word of Hebrew in her life. And she started to tell me that uh, she, he was telling her about a lifetime we had in ancient Israel when he was a rabbi in what was called a yeshiva, which was a school there, and that I was a young boy in that lifetime who came to learn. And she, she said to me, keep saying you were such a good little boy, and I'm trying to get your name, and I don't understand what she's say, what he's saying to me. It sounds something like Yelatov. And I was like, oh, my God, Yelatov is Hebrew for a good little boy. <laughs> that's how I knew it was really yeah intense. yeah it was like it, did he yeah. ever I kind of want to back up a little bit in your story because when you have first of all um lots of us when we get those those messages we tend to ignore them I remember um I decided I wanted children and I was in church and I said God it's time for me to have kids that's what I said. And then as we were singing the hello, uh, uh, the alleluia, I heard really loud in my thoughts, um, you will have a boy. And I said, a boy? What in the heck am I going to do with a boy? <laughs> and then I said, thank you. Thank you. That's okay. I wanted a girl. I'm a girl's And so what did he do? I got three boys. So that's how we took care of that one. But yeah, no, I, I know that a lot of people get that. And um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about when you when you left your body, which in trauma does happen. Um, I've done that too. And my trauma wasn't even as bad as yours. Shows you my level of trauma that I can take. But I left my body too. When you left, what did you... Um, do you remember where you went? And you said when you came back, you said you took him to the portal, but you don't remember any of that. I've been told that I took him to the portal. And no, it was like a blank space. And I couldn't understand what happened because I literally wasn't in my body anymore. It was like just like a blank, like a blank moment, white like a white light moment. And then and then and I, I just left and I was like, what's go, what's what's happening and then all of a sudden, I felt myself come back into my body, and that second flip was completing. Wow. It was really, it was amazing. So interesting. And it, yeah, that's what, how it happened for me. And the, But the most poignant part of that experience was that message, be loving and kind to everyone. Yes, that, that is humongous. blew me away, and it changed my life. Um, I, am, I, I suddenly, in that instant, became conscious how I speak to people, 
how I treat people, yes. what I do, uh, what life is really all about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and then also, I also took that to mean be loving and kind to myself because everyone also includes myself. So I tuned in. It, it helped me through all the terrible things I went through to remind myself while I was being trying to consciously be loving and kind to people to also take good care of myself. Just, I started yeah. tuning into my own needs and, and what was best for me. But the, the amazing thing was I did write my book and mm -hmm. I was out with it and I was helping a lot of people with it. And I was going um, to you know different presentations and all of my story. And one, and I thought that was it. Okay. He wanted me to write this book. I'm out there. I'm telling people my story. And one day I was sitting at my desk and all of a sudden the word podcast came into my head. And I said to the person, I'm a baby boomer. I said to the person I was working with, what's a podcast? I had no idea. And uh, <laughs> this baby, this this woman said to me, oh, I can help you with that. So now I thought to myself, well, I'm being told to start a podcast. I guess I'm supposed to interview people. Who am I going to interview? And my life, because I mentioned to you earlier that I had uh, some dysfunction in my childhood. Right. And I was divorced once. And right. I remarried get, with stepchildren. I had a history of doing a lot of healing in my life. I worked through a lot of things with therapists and all. And then after Saul died and I opened up to this world, I started interviewing mediums and I worked with a spiritual energy healer. Right. And also I was determined to get through this challenging, difficult passage in my life because my son was buried on my husband's 21st birthday and oh, I said I have yeah it was terrible and I have to, I said, I have to it was awful and the thing is when they pulled me out of the car aside from the voice that came into my head I thought in real earth time I have to get through this somehow because I have to show Matt that you can get hit by a grenade in life and come out of it okay yes. so again I went to healing I was working with um, energy healers. I worked with a life transition coach and all of that. And so I thought for the podcast, I wanted to start to interview healers and let and people who have come through very difficult times in their lives to, to heal and transition and move on in their lives. And it's been, yeah. it's been an amazing journey. And right now I can... I mean, the podcast, it's helping so many people. I just had an amazing experience where a woman, I, I, I interviewed a woman who is, um, she works with uh, infants, people who lose infants, stillborns and all these things. She said, people oh, yes. do not grieve them well. You know, there's no grief program right. or whatever. And she devised this, she herself had lost an infant. She devised this amazing program. Her name is Cherokee Elsie. She, she devised this amazing program for um, people who have lost infants. And I just received an email from someone who heard that interview, started working with Cherokee, and now she just opened a wing of a hospital and she's working with, with people who have who struggle with infant death. So I know that, so for me, I know that this is all part of my path and part yes. of what I'm supposed to be, just like you, you know, yeah. and I yeah. see all of us in a collective. It's, we're all it's in the no competition. It's all, we're no. all, however, well, some people feel that way. And I go, no, 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 no. It's all about yeah. all of us all coming together, coming together really and helping and enlightening as many people as we can. Very important at this time. It really is because people are suffering right now. And a lot of people are lost, a lot of people. And we have the highest suicide rate with younger people than we've ever had. And a lot of factors play into it. It's, you know, started the COVID and that isolation, that doesn't help a lot of people. And then it just went into this hopelessness for jobs. And, you know, they just, they can't get on top of it because prices are so high, right? right. It's hard starting out now. It's so we Right now is the time that all of us as spiritual people have to come together and do the, the wonderful gifts we have been given and, and start using it to better this world and, and really help people understand that it's love and not hate that will unite us. Absolutely. Right? I am 100% I am with you, 150%, yeah. you know. I've actually interviewed quite a few people who lost family members to suicide. 
and oh, we talked no. about how they passed through trauma and and how they they and, and what they many of them are doing wonderful things in their lives as a tribute to the person who yeah. took their life by suicide. I've also talked to spiritual people who talk about what happens to a soul that's committed suicide. The word is wrong to say committed, who's taken a life by suicide, and that there's no punishment and no judgment. No. And what no. happens when they cross no. over? It's so sad. I, I've dealt with the other side since I was seven. And um, I, I was given the gift to lost The angel said, lost souls will come to you and you will be able to open the light to let them in. So there are people who never went to the light because of guilt, because they commit suicide, because whatever, or, or shame. And we have created a society that's scared to go home, basically. And so uh, my job is, and sometimes it gets very hard because there's so many, there's so, so many. And uh, um, especially, yeah, a couple of nights ago, it was just so massive. I couldn't handle it all. And just opening that light for them and talking to them, telling them that there's no judgment. There's no Peter at the gate that's going to turn you around. And there's no place to go anyway. You're going home. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's what we're here to do because so many people are taught something very different than that oh yeah and they and and, and they and they die with fear and i tell them it's i am uh, what's happened to me is that i'm passionate about taking care of myself because i want to be good as we say to the last drop i want i have so much to do and i am in fact i'm writing a book about that and it's going to be called good to the last drop and i'm going to be having (laughs) chapters with individual people who are over 60 years old and they're recreating their lives and doing amazing things with their lives. Not just saying, all right, I'm done. I'm going to wait to cross over or die or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And they don't know where to go. It really is interesting. It really is interesting. And and I once had a priest ask me how I do what I do. Really? Yeah. It was at my mom's funeral. And I had helped her cross and uh, he just didn't, he wanted to be able to do that. And I told him, you've got to let go of some of the doctrines that are keeping you stuck. That's you know? hard. That, that's a big challenge for, for someone it's like that. It's a big one. And, I, and he wasn't willing to do it. He believed in them so strongly, you know. And, and I understand that because my dad was that way. When he was passing, he was so logged into the doctrines. And I remember going up to him and saying, Dad, spirit is not in the doctrines. Those are man-made. But for him, you know, you've got everybody is on their own spiritual journey. And I never judged. I just wanted to say that one thing. But he's but he said, this gives me solace. And I said, "Okay, then this is where you're at. Then this is what you need. No one is ever wrong. That's what we have to learn. Everybody has to accept things at the time that they're supposed to accept them. And when we push, we interrupt their spiritual journey, which is wrong. You, you know, know what I always say? They'll find out when they cross over. Yeah, they, they definitely will. When they cross so over, fast. they're going to get their life review. And then they're going to get, uh, you know, like my the title of my book is They Serve Bagels in Heaven. And people will always say to me, do they come with locks and cream cheese? And I go, hey, Kate. <laughs> You're but in that the, world, yes. <laughs> but, but you get a visual, you get a visual of what you were kind of, your orientation before you crossed over. But then... In the book, my husband channeled that he got a much more universal co- image and much more universal understanding when she was there. You get the highest understanding. Yeah. Which yeah. changes and everything. And every- I want everything. And I want people to know that they are there are healing places on the other side. There are my 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 father recently came through someone to apologize to me. He's obviously healing. And he yes. owned what had happened. And he said to me, good for you for, for healing past what I did. And yeah. there was no way that this person could know about that. Yeah, there so, are. you know, people tend to stay very fixed in their stories. And I am trying, and I, what I try to do is get yeah. them to yeah. you know you can heal and transcend that and create something wonderful totally. for yourself. Totally. And anything that happens on that side, if you're supposed to, you've really not done so well in this life with love. You will get a chance to, you either, you either understand that and can assimilate it or you 
get taught it again, but with love. Everything is with love. That's what people don't understand. There's no punishment. There's no meanness. There's no, I've, I've, you know, I've done it for so long. I remember I asked, um, one time I said to the universe or to God, I said, you know, I've been doing this for quite a long time. I'd like to know at least what I'm talking about. I'd like to know what it felt like. And then I laid down on my bed because I had had a long day and I was tired and it washed over me. This wash of this incredible feeling of joy and peace and love, so much love. And it just washed and everything in my body just went relaxed, every little muscle. And it was like a whole different state of being. And I thought, that's what I'm telling people to go to. You know, I've always been given. It's funny, we don't ask. And when you ask, you, you do receive. I think it's yeah. wonderful that you receive that way. Oh, yeah. I have a knowing. I sort of have, like, everybody has different abilities. Yes. And some of them, yeah. are, we all have it. But some of us go take classes and hone it more or right. work with people or whatever. I know I have had a knowing all my life. I never, I was never aware that I was an all clear audience, which those messages came into my head. Right. And I, but so I guess that's probably something that I could work on. Well, talk about though, talk about the knowing, because I bet a lot of people don't even understand that they have that and they do. Tell, what is a knowing? I have, like, if some, some, there are many times I find myself kind of knowing something is going to happen or, 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 or I'll meet somebody and I just know something about that person that I have no way of understanding or knowing, or someone will be talking to me about a problem that they have, and I have this tremendous sudden insight into the source of the problem and what it's about. And they go, how did you know that? And I go, I just knew. I just yeah. knew. So yeah. that, you know, so that's what I call yeah. that. That's, uh, that's knowing. Of knowing. And I'm not saying I'm infallible. I'm not your local psychic that everybody is. But there are many things that happen. I just know. Yeah. I just get it. And um, that's been a tremendous blessing. I I think that if I were to really concentrate and focus, I probably could develop more of the clairs. Sure, you could. You know, because you're already using and and actively using. Well, it's the divine feminine that has all of the soul. You have the divine and the masculine part of the soul. Yin yang, the fish, you know, all that. But the you're already tapped into your divine by the knowing. And you and you trust it, which is the biggest part of being in that that divine with divinity, right? And so you've already accessed that, and so you've conquered all the limitations that would keep you from believing it, right? right so absolutely. now it's it's open to you, all your psychic. We it's all amazing. have all the psychic gifts. And I'm so open. You know? I'll say, okay, something's going to happen, or I have to make a decision, or whatever. I'm looking for a sign. I re- I, I even. I mean, I've had quite a few experiences where suddenly someone comes into my life with the answer to a problem that I was grappling with, or I get guided to someone who's the exact right person I'm supposed to be speaking to or dealing with, and I go, oh, thank you so much, you know. And there, that's what it is. That's grateful, right and that's the other thing: yeah. gratitude. I have. Yes. I am. First of all, I lived, and at the time, uh, through the accident, I, I never was one of these people who said, "Oh God, I went with him or whatever." I knew I had not only work to do, but I had a son, and I brought up right. stepchildren, and I knew that I somehow I had to cobble myself together and be there for them. And yes. now my son has three. Voice, which you'll identify wow. with. I have three grandsons. And funny. I would miss watching. I say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know for a fact that Saul's with me. And I know that he knew them, those boys before they came into this lifetime. Yeah. And I know I'll see him again. So I, I live my life in gratitude for everything. And I am completely packed. I just came from before this interview. I did yoga. I do weight training. I live try in my life trying to take care of myself so that yeah. I can be vibrant and in, enjoy with capital J-O-Y all the yeah. moments yet to come. Yes. And it is a different mindset. And I think 
you know, when you start to awaken and you get those near-death experiences and stuff, you you have a different look at the life. And the things that people think are so important are not. Yeah, it's really not. It's relationships. It's relationships are everything. Our relationship to everything in our life is what helps us grow. From, from people, money, house, whatever. Our relation to it, if we fear it, we have that's that's a problem. But if we learn to rejoice in every little relationship we have, yeah, that's the whole lesson of life. Also, and the other thing I tell people, I say I give you full permission to be loving and kind to everyone. But if someone is toxic for you, if that's a toxic leave, detach with love. And I have I've done that a few times where I go, I have I'm not going to hold anything against them. But this is not working for me. I am detaching with love, but I am backing up out of this relationship. And I also try, because you become very conscious when you've been through something like this, I also try to be complete with the relationships in my life. I don't want them ending on very on bad notes or with something I learned. I was with a medium. Uh, I was a business manager for a medium shortly after uh, the accident and all, once I started getting myself together and all. And we, uh, I opened up, you can tell from the way I am, I opened up three territories for her. We were going to different states and all. And yeah. one day we walked into Vermont, into a, a hotel oh, in Vermont. That's where I'm originally from. Oh, my God. You see? No I accidents. I grew I up I love there. Vermont. It's a great, I've skied in Vermont. It's such a fabulous I love place. Vermont. Yeah, and we I walked do. into a hotel in Vermont. We did not know a single person there. And yeah. there was a girl wailing, hysterical, in the front <sighs> row, waiting. It was a gallery. There were about 25 or 30 people waiting for us to come in. And there was a young girl, about 25 years old, sobbing in the front of in the front row. I had never seen anyone at this gallery in my life. And the medium walked right up to her, and she said to her, I'm seeing a male behind you. It feels like a father figure. And he's telling me that the night before he unexpectedly died, the two of you had a terrible fight and you said horrible things to each other. And he's coming through to say, honey, I love you. And I'm so sorry. If I could tell you the difference in that girl who was wailing at the beginning of the session to the relief and the love that she walked out of that. I said to myself, I need to continue. I need to tell people. That last fight, that that big fight where you're saying those awful things to someone could be the last thing they ever hear. Yeah. And that stuff is going to follow them to the other side. Yes. Yes. So be, you know, be conscious. Be Try kind. to your relationships while you're here. Yeah. That doesn't it's mean so- you can't reach, detach if they're no. toxic, but you could try to do it in a kinder way, in a more conscious right. way. Or when you set up your borders that everybody talks about. Do it kindly. And actually, when you raise your vibration, it's a natural split anyway. You don't even have to worry about it. And you end on a good note because you're in that. It's really all has to do with inside you and where you're at, you know, and that's what people don't understand. You don't have to go around just saying, I can't be with you. (laughs) You don't have to do that because if you have to do that, you're not even ready. Right. Well, a lot of times you simply outgrow someone. You're evolving. Right. They're not. You're not on the same page anymore. Or I've also, yeah, right? I've also heard that people have soul contracts with each other, that they come into this lifetime, yeah. into yeah. a lifetime, they have a soul group around them. And, all. and sometimes, like, if people get divorced, their soul contract is over. Yes. That's what people don't get. It does. If you've come in with your soul contract, it doesn't mean you stay with them your whole life. It means that you're supposed to help each other or learn from each other and then let go. And it, nothing is permanent. Or you're either fixing something in a past life or you are like me. When I, I've come here and I actually fixed two lives of mine and I needed to come back down. In fact, one of my lives was running parallel except for that divorce. And this time I divorced and saved me. The la- and the last time I did what my father said, which he was saying the same thing. It was all parallel. It was so funny. But I stayed and I became very cold, very cruel, very wow. sarcastic. Yeah, very cold. And so um, 
I guess I do not have all the answers, but I do know that when I was up there, somebody must have said, you need to go fix this. <laughs> How did you fix them? Did you, did you go to healers? Did you do work with it yourself? No, no, it was very natural. Your soul knows. Your soul is here to learn the lessons it's supposed to learn. You know that. And so when I was with my husband and it had fallen along from the time I was born, my dad was that God, that father in the uh, 1600s who was saying, you know, you are so smart and all this and raising me up. And then when I was of age, you need to marry, but you marry for alliances, basically. Right. Right. Different right. world. Yeah. Right. It's not just love, folks. <laughs> and, and so the the marriages were always an alliance and and this and I married this man and I had three beautiful boys but it was just too much I he I was getting I just everything my my life was just gone that he wouldn't allow my life to be there and then he didn't even want me to be a mother my job was and it was getting worse and worse and worse and I finally said, I, I can't do this. I don't, I don't even know who I am anymore, right? And, I, and I'm lost and I'm driving around doing nothing because you don't want me doing anything. I, I can't do this. And when I, um, when I started to find my way, that's when I started to, uh, my, my spirit was calling me, my soul. And I started to do meditation and I started discovering things, you know, and I started just tapping in again. That made him very unhappy. And that's, when instead of going cold, I went spirit. And that was when the difference, that's when I broke it. And then I tried to get him help because he was very um, emotionally un not good. And when I saw him through that, he t I just, I, I had to leave. He was just you not. Know, my knowing just said to me, he wasn't open. To healing, he didn't want to know. About no, it. he didn't so, want to heal. My nobody said right healed. away, control issues. He wasn't going there. No, I mean, I have, I, I have done, I've experienced the same types of things. You know, Not. you get to a point where you, you just say, I just, I can't do it with this person. Anymore. But he's playing a part. You know, we're all here, and that really was what I was supposed to split from because that's the same thing I had in the 1600s. Well, a lot of times the ancestral trauma follows us into it our does. current lives it until does. we heal it exactly that's you know so that's why i introduce so many healers i don't care how you do it but you go onto my website there's so many healers i yeah. ask them these questions go find the person who's right for you, you really really yeah and your past lives things you know i've fixed my love life i have fixed my feelings of loss which was from the baltic sea um, that one was funny, but, but still I, you know, you just do it. You just learn you're here for a reason. And we have, it, this earth has been around a long time and this is not everyone's first rodeo. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so we are, and sometimes it takes coming back down and some of us like coming down and learning, you know, we like the experiences. I have a feeling I'm one of those, but you well, know, other you would say one would say you're a very brave soul because there are there's a lot of things that we come to here. It takes yeah. a lot where we're these huge souls, and it's a sliver hard. of us is going to enter this human, enter this soul. human habits mission and have our minds totally erased. erased. The so, yeah, and then we have other people putting other things in, but the soul knows why it's here, and it's just guiding by the soul. But you have to find it. Again, I never, I've always had this weird feeling, even when I was really young. I mean, when I was three, I wouldn't take a nap. I'd look out at the willow tree and just talk to it. Because to me, willow trees always were my connection, you know? And I love willow trees to this day. And so I would just talk to it and listen to it, you know? And my mother thought I was crazy, but that's the way it goes. But I, I'll tell you, with you, um, have you tried to open yourself up to directly talking to Saul. I, you know, the problem that I would love to, I haven't had time. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> I haven't had time because I'm so busy with yeah. the podcast. And I just came from a, a conference for the International Association of Near-Death Experiencers. Yes. And I mean, I'm doing all these things. And I had interviewed a bunch of the presenters and 
people were recognizing me from YouTube and all that. I just, I, I, I would need to take time and really focus on it. So I sort of, so that's one thing I have. Yeah. So maybe I'm coming oh back gosh. in my next life to do that. Maybe <laughs> that will be, you know, who knows? Who knows? Because I do think you have the capability. I, mean, I know. I know certain things come into my mind and I feel like it's him. And the other way I communicate with him a great deal when, uh, by myself is through a pendulum. Oh my God. He comes through like gangbusters. Oh yeah. I love pendulums. Yeah. Oh my God. He's like, he's got his, I love you that, I mean, I pick the thing up, it starts going and I can ask him all kinds of questions and, and we can communicate then with you're each communicating. other. Yeah. 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 And you're my, the funny thing is my mother passed a couple of years ago and Saul's I love you is a very large circle. My mother's is smaller. She was like, she's identifying herself <laughs> with her own style. <laughs> yeah. She did. Yeah. Well, otherwise you wouldn't know. Right. 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 Oh, I think this is, yeah, they will come to us in so many ways. Like I just moved into this house and I remember, well, I was guided to this house. I mean, I, I, cause I read the clouds. I, you know, I just know. And the feelings that I had a dream where, you know, your dreams speak to you folks. I had a dream. I had a dream that the house I would live in, I would feel total, this incredible comfort this total I am home feeling. And when I came to see this house, which everything was directing me, like even the birds were flying that way, the clouds were pointing that way as I'm driving to it. I mean, it was so obvious. But when I stepped into the house, it just washed over me, that feeling. And I do a lot by feelings. And then my mom's the cardinal. She always comes visits me and there were cardinals everywhere. I knew oh this was gosh. the house. When you live by guidance, you have so much more... That's what people don't understand. When you open yourself up to trusting the guidance you're getting, whether it's the knowing, whether it's the way everything seems to be going, the signs that are coming in, when you turn on the radio and the words are echoing the feelings you're doing and the decision, I mean, it's right there for you. They will try to talk to you in any way that you will accept. I'll tell you a funny story. When, Saul, when the accident happened, Saul used to religiously watch Monday Night Football. Every Monday night, yeah, he loved football. So after he died, after he transitioned, every Monday night in my office at 9 p.m. on the dot, my TV would magically turn on, and 15 minutes later, it would magically turn off. It was the most incredible thing, and it That's was just so cool. in the beginning of when I was starting to learn about this world. And I kept saying, what's wrong with my TV? What's going on? Until I learned more. And I said, oh my gosh, that was him trying to tell me. Honey, yeah. I'm here. Believe me, I'm watching Monday Night Football. <laughs> watching, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we all, we all want to have that, you know, that knowing. We just have to trust, right? And, and learn. Yeah. Uh, and it is funny. Uh, one thing I'm doing in my spiritual journey, and I keep asking, is I... I'm oral. I hear. I'm like you. I get the thoughts or I hear. And so all the souls that come to me, sometimes I can see the vibration and sometimes I can whatever, uh, um, mostly hear their voices, but I don't see. Okay. And so I've been asking and asking that I start to see. And at one point they said, well, you probably won't like what you see. So you better know. Oh, oh. Well, but still, I think, you know, I think seeing is, um, I'm starting to get a little bit more. I'm starting to develop it more and more and more. Like when you meditate, you're starting to get more visions. Is that how it's? Oh, no, no, I do that. But I mean, even in this, using the third eye in this world, starting to see like when spirits and when souls, lost souls come to me, like some of the magical stuff that happens, seeing it for what it is plainly. And I live between two worlds, really. And I do, you know, most, and I, I work with a lot of people who are oh, ready for that, who are asking the questions and want to open up into their own magic and their own self inside or leave or transition, you know, because they're saying why, whenever they're at that point, when they say why. And, uh, and actually, I've been thinking of going to the hospital here and helping if they would allow me. It's very Baptist here. But maybe, maybe they'd be open because I know that a lot of people have so much trouble transitioning, you know, going. I from think this it's what you, what you do is absolutely wonderful. I can't wait to have you become part of the healing community on the podcast. And 
be wonderful. <laughs> Help so many people. <laughs> well, it, because it is, it, I mean, it's hard for people. They've been told so many lies, yes. you know? Yeah, I would love to. I, I really want, once I get my footing, and I, I crushed my wrist, so I am waiting for that to heal and get that going. But I think I might volunteer for a, to, to help people pass because it, it's just not as hard as they think. And I'm able to, the one thing I was able to do with my mom that I had never done before um, is I could be between the two worlds. I could, I could see where she was going because I'm well acquainted with that world, but I could also get into where she was, what she was doing. I could see her going and then coming back into her body. I could see it. That's so weird. That's I mean, so wonderful. And, and, I, and because I had that ability, I could talk to her. I could talk to her at that level and I, in the physical, but That's I could talk wonderful. about that. It helped her tremendously because she was very scared. And I thought I should be able to do that with other people. Sure, you should. I would think, well, would you say what you had is a little bit of a shared death experience as you were able to accompany her back and forth? Mm. I don't know. I do know that when she did pass, I had, when she lost her breath, I had to catch mine. I do know that. It's like, I'm, ah, like that, you know, it's, it's really weird. We were so connected. I know that. I don't know if it was a near death experience. Uh, I shared my death experience Cause there are people who have what they call shared death experiences where they actually, I know someone whose son died in, um, Mount Everest and he died on the mountain and just as he was dying his friend called her and she was in America and as she picked up the phone she felt her son envelop her and hug her as yeah. he was crossing over and they call that a shared death experience ah so I did a share death experience I well I'd like to do a that shared death people. experience yeah to help them because yes you can get lost. I, I do think the Tibetan, um, they have the Book of the Dead, and they say you have three days to settle your affairs. I do think it's about two or three. It is right. You do have time. That's why you can go and turn on the TV, and that's why you can go, and, and my grandmother used to come and turn my lights on and off. You know, you can do all that to make sure everybody's in their place so that you feel settled to pass over, Be right? Go. And a lot of people go to their funerals. Yes, a lot I of people. told that Saul was at his funeral. I'm sure he had a great time. We had nice things <laughs> to say about him. <laughs> oh, but you know, but, but a lot, a lot of us go to our funerals. Yeah, a lot of us do. Oh, my mother would have died if she saw us spreading her ashes. That was a joke. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sure she was up there laughing. I pray to God she was. But uh, <laughs> they were flying back into the boat. Oh my God. It was just a mess. But anyway, yeah, it was, oh, anyway, that's that. But I do think that, um, yeah, I did, I did experience heaven one time. I did see it. And, and that's because of my brother who passed and would not, oh, he was horrible and he would not go. And, and I usually, you know how I get souls ready. Right. And he was terrible. I was trying to, he died. Uh, he was, uh, um, they wouldn't say it, but he was wiped off this earth, literally. His whole identity was wiped off. He was, he was an ex-cop who thought he could handle more than he should have. He got involved where he wasn't, and they mm -hmm. just, they erased him. So anyway, so they erased him? What do you mean by they erased him? It means he died, of course, and I think they did it. And but when I went took down, him out? You couldn't find anything personal about him. Oh, my goodness. They, his, when I went into his apartment, it had already been stripped. Wow. And it was very hard for me to do his estate because everything was erased. Oh. Yeah. They just, yeah. And I, and people were watching me as I was trying to do stuff down there. It was bad. He got wow. in big. So anyway, but I took a friend down there. And then when we were driving back, I do a lot of shamanic healing and I had my drum. Cause I thought she might like it. And, uh, Anyway, so yeah, we, we stopped at a hotel. The drum was in the room, and he played it all night long. I slept through it. She did not. <laughs> Sleep through everything. But how wonderful that he let her know that he was there and that he was okay. He was on the other side. Yeah, he wasn't he in the light, though. He wanted me to avenge his death. 
And oh, so wow. he wanted me to, yeah, he was full of yuckiness. He, oh he, my he, gosh. He wanted those guys in jail. He's a cop, right? And I had to talk him out of that. And it was very hard. And, and we really, we really talked. And I said, it's not realistic, hon. I'm not going to bring that trouble into my life, la, 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 whatever. And I finally got him ready. And then I, Archangel Michael came to me and I said, okay, Michael, I do not think he can, he can go with just anyone. I said, could you take him to the light? Because he, he's really, this is a stubborn one. And he said, no, you're going to take him to the light. There you go. And I said, but I've never gone. I said, I won't want to come back. <laughs> That's what I told him. I don't do everything just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm always putting up a little bit like, wait a minute, guys. And, and he said, he said, no, you can do it. We'll hold your cord. We'll, we'll pull it when it's time. I have to say um, what I saw, and everybody's different. I got him there and I saw, because um, your higher consciousness is your higher consciousness. It's what you'll accept, right? But I saw this big, everything was white. And it was this big cloud that was just white, but it wasn't a cloud. And as soon as we got there, it just broke apart into millions and millions of beautiful souls. And they were so, the love was just overflowing and they just came to us and they hugged us and everybody was so happy we were there we were totally home and the feeling was so light and so loving and that's when they tugged and I had to come back <laughs> it's like oh man but you know what you got to see what a blessing you got to see your brother loved and accepted yes. And, yes. and 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 folded into the nurturing and I'm sure that, that there, were there was a lot of healing for him there a lot of healing and everybody was there to help him heal. And now he is, he's, he's there. And now he comes back and he says, you do know that we are tethered. And I said, yes, I do know. So he's, he's there. I'm going to always know that he's there. <laughs> yeah. But you finished with him in a very complete, beautiful way. Yes. You really well, I wanted to make sure he was safe. I didn't want him haunting that, that I call it the gray zone. I didn't want him lost there. He had done so much. He had had a hard life. I didn't want him in the gray zone because it's not a good place. It's, it's, it's hopelessness. It's, it's just ghosts. It's not, it's, you're never, you're not fulfilling. You're not going home. You're not fulfilling well, yourself. Don't we cross over on, and we, we're attracted to a plane where our vibration belongs. Like they say, yes. but I've told, yes. told a lot is the life that you live here, yeah. hopefully a conscious life filled with love and kindness yes that's you you get attracted to that vibration on the other side exactly I'll tell you a very funny story that's exactly my parents right did not have a happy marriage my mother used to joke around that if your father's coming to meet me i'm not going okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it was like a joke because she did not she was a battered woman she didn't have a happy marriage she didn't want to so, deal with them Right. Yeah. So I happened just coincidentally, um, three months before my mother passed, I had made an appointment with a medium who I knew. And I just felt like sometimes I need a lift, a lift or whatever, and I'll make an appointment. Sure. I said, let's see who comes through or whatever. And I had an appointment for three months later. It turned out to be an hour and a half after my mother transitioned, after my mother passed. Oh, wow. And the medium said to me, um, you know, I'm getting a woman. It's a mother figure. It sounds like your mother. She's talking about a pair, a, a, a strand of pearls she gave you. I mean, it was an hour and a half after she passed. I got this beautiful message. And I wow. posed the question, Mom, did you see my father? Did you see Dad? She goes, I'm not ready yet. Not only did she say that, but she said, he's in, he's in a little different place than I am. Now, it wasn't hell. No. My father got attracted because of the way he was to a lower plane. Right. And it's been 25 right. years since he transitioned. And I recently had another session with someone who my father came through filled with, I am understanding now what I did. Living with me was horrible. I'm so sad. It, I got my life review and it was like I was getting pistol whipped because I felt what I had done to all of you. Yes. yes. Please forgive me. I am consider, consider me a stepping stone to what you're doing now. And it was the most amazing thing. So I know that he is healing on the yeah. other side and his vibration yeah. must be. Yes. Starting to rise. Yes. 
so that yes. he can go into the light. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what happens. I've heard, uh, I've heard stories about people who have had no love in their life or didn't want to share love. And, and one woman said she was in a dark room, but she felt so comfortable and so much love coming in. And was, she had a knowing that she was supposed to learn how to love. And when she did, then she was ascended. You know, sometimes, our, sometimes we are so not good here, <laughs> let's put it that way, that we need we need a little extra to get into the light, but it's never hateful. It's never, you know, mean. It's not, you're not lashed to the, you're not going to burn in flames. It's no. none of that nonsense. No, it's love. It Everything is. is done with love. People just don't understand. And they and, don't see the bigger picture because we get this amnesia. So they don't understand right. that you, you squeezed your soul into this body and you're going back home. So what you're experiencing here, which has been terrible, many filled with challenges and all, but as you become more conscious, you can kind of look at the challenges of, oh, this is terrible. What am I supposed to learn from this? Why is this happening? As opposed to right. ripping your garments and saying, I have no luck. The world is against me. Oh, da, 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 you know. To me. Yes. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it is a transition. It's time for, and I think more of us do have to ascend at this moment, just because suffering, if we're all in love, I do think that's what's going to help better this world right now, you know? I think and that you and I and people like us and all the people listening to us, we're, as we all become more and more conscious, we raise the vibration of the planet. Yeah, And exactly. if you notice, there's a lot of chaos going on now, and they say that this is because it has to get cleaned out. That we are going from a 3D reality to a 5D reality, 5D. Yep. right? And that, so there's a lot going on right now. So instead of like getting immersed and upset, sometimes it might help to get a, take a witness viewpoint of look what's going yeah. on here. Yeah. But look at all the love that's going on and what's going on simultaneously. Which world do you want to live in? All right. Give it time, hopefully. Give it twice. Yeah. The, the good yeah. Love, kindness love rises it. to the top, and we will it all does. be okay. Yeah, that's what the idea is. <laughs> uh, where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about your podcast, about your website, whatever? Your my books? website will tell you about my podcast. My website will tell you about my spiritual awakening. My website will tell you about my book. So my website is easy. It's Irene, I-R-E-N-E, Weinberg, W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G.com. Person. And my book is all over Amazon. It's called, and you can't forget the title. It's called They Serve Bagels in Heaven. Yeah, I like that very much. That's a good one. That's and so cool. if anyone is over 60 and they're doing something wonderful to recreate their lives or transform, you can get a hold of me through my website. Say hello. Maybe you get a chapter of my new book. So, uh, cool, you know, cool. that, that's going on also. And, um, I just feel so very blessed to be here talking with you in a way to meet people on the on uh, on your show, and uh, we all are together. We're we, all together. And, all together in love and kindness. That includes yes. to us too. Yes, of course it does. <laughs> well, you know, so many women, so many people—they sacrifice their lives being good to everyone, and the oh. last person on the list is themselves. Yeah. But, you know, it, don't you find that once you love yourself, what you give to others is more authentic? Yes. Yeah. Because you it's accept yourself not reflecting You stop judging yourself. You stop. Yeah. You, we all have this tendency. I'm stupid. I'm this. I'm that. I'm not yeah. enough. I'm this. And, uh, and, and you get to a point where you're being good to yourself. You say, cut that out. Exactly. You're as precious as anyone else in this, on this planet. You are just as precious as anyone. You are. Yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, for everyone out there, I hope you have enjoyed this show and know that you are precious. You are a shining light. And it's time for you to start realizing that. If you need help with that, reach out to either one of us, right? To, right, to absolutely. Yeah, because it is important that you, it, it is important at this time. It is very important. And, and my gosh, you deserve it. You really honestly deserve it. And, and it's where you're supposed to be anyway. 
Anyway, and you and you want to come back with lots of a backpack the next time around. So yes, come conscious and work on healing your stuff. Yes, exactly. So, all right. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have liked it, I hope you share it out to people. Tell people about it because we want this podcast to grow. Because we want to bring more awareness. We want to help others gain their own awareness, right? A little bit helps. <laughs> Namaste, my beautiful friends. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let everything you take away from this conversation strengthen the inner compass that will lead you to a life of greater meaning. For more episodes that will take you deeper into yourself and bring you closer to the gifts of your soul, visit elenachapman.com. Learn to manage today's society full of meaningless distractions, unchecked chaos, and deep societal divide with the help of your mystical muse, Elena. That's it for now. 